cliffcentral.com. It is time for us to turn our attention to what we're going to do every Monday from now on, and it's very exciting. I'm pleased to say that we've managed to find time in his very busy schedule to bring Dr. Hanan Bushkin in. It's called It's Going to Be Okay. And uh, this morning he joins us from his uh, practice, from where he's ready to start uh, seeing his patients from 7 o'clock this morning. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, nice to see you. How are you? Nice to see you too. Lots of people were... um, Extremely happy to hear from you last week when we spoke more generally about, you know, the kinds of challenges people are having. But this week we've got a couple of very specific emails and we'll start with one today. I'm just going to read this. This is from Nikki. Okay. So she said the following. She said, um, shouldn't we be taking a magnifying glass to the mental health and mental state of the world's elite? Because we see Oprah Winfrey and Prince Harry doing this series on mental health at the moment. And you've got these people who really, seemingly don't have a whole lot to moan about. And I had a temper tantrum last week because I thought, you know, there are people in this world, Dr. Hanan, who are really struggling. And I saw some of them in those rural areas in the east of this country on my way back from the Kruger Park on Sunday. And I I looked at these people who are carrying water in buckets and who are living off of less than two rand a day and who, you know, don't know necessarily whether they will have a warm meal, will they'll have any meal at all today. And yet they're struggling on, and that struggle seems to give them some meaning and some purpose. And you've got these people who've got, you know, billions in the bank and are moaning about their mental health. Is there something I'm missing in this? And do you want to help Nikki and I to understand maybe why we need to, all of us, pay attention to mental health, even the people who are well off, who are happy, who shouldn't really have too much to complain about in terms of material uh, comforts and luxuries around them. And maybe you've got some opinions on that that would be interesting to hear. So you tell me, are, are Nikki and I overreacting? Are we getting upset about things we shouldn't worry about? Yes, you are overreacting. <laughs> All right, that's an honest answer. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. You know, uh, I love the human mind. The human mind is incredible because it can find happiness in a three-by-three three and it can find misery in a castle. It just is able to adapt to any situation. You can find somebody living with incredible, uh, an incredible luxury and uh, can find the smallest thing to complain about while somebody can find themselves without any, let's call it luxuries and find incredible purpose in it. Uh, I heard you this morning uh, talking about you went to the game reserve uh, this weekend. And uh, how was that? I mean, what luxuries did you have there? But it was, you know. Yeah, I mean, it 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 wasn't like you know. I'm I'm happy to be in my own bed and bathroom, frankly. But that's because I've 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 become spoiled and I've made my life since lockdown exactly the way that I wanted to be at home. But I'll tell you what, it wasn't it wasn't such a horrible thing to have to share a bathroom with four other people or three other people. It wasn't so difficult, and we had a good time. You know, we made fires and we had lots of food, and we weren't in, in any way um, made made uncomfortable. And it's amazing how quickly you do adapt as a human being. You know, if, if you had everything That's taken cool. away from you, if, if I lost everything tomorrow, I thought about this, I think I'd be okay to start again. Um, whereas I'm sure that there are people who would not be okay to start again if they were in that situation. Right. And what was meaningful to you was perhaps being in nature, being with the people that are closest to you, and that doesn't cost any money. Correct. That's why, uh, you know, we have these basic necessities that are so powerful and so cheap, uh, good relationships, mm-hmm. um, good good access to a sense of purpose and meaning. We can find purpose and meaning 
in any situation. Right. Have that character chase that is meaningful and that's aligned with your own identity. That is super important and that's not expensive. I can be, again, working with nothing and find incredible purpose or have, as I said, all the luxuries around me and really hate my life. Mm-hmm. You know what the key thing is that I find throughout my clinical work is that the definition of suffering is not where you are. The definition of suffering is where you are wishing you were somewhere else. <laughs> so the moment the moment I'm in Cape Town as an analogy and I wish I was in Joburg, yeah. that is suffering. The moment I'm married and wish I was single, that is suffering. The moment I'm in my job and wish I was in another job, that is suffering. So in other words, the human brain I mean, has got... So Hanan, what you're telling me is that many people are suffering and they're suffering unnecessarily every day because they, they're not where they wish they could be instead of being grateful for where they are. 100%. Wow. The single, the single most significant reason why people are suffering is because they, they're looking to where they want to be as opposed to where they're at and making the most mm. of it. I want to tell you something. You know, many years ago, I saw a very cool meme. It was Michael Phelps swimming against Chad Leclerc. I don't know if you've seen it. And in this picture, Michael Phelps was ahead and Chad was a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. And and Michael Phelps was looking ahead and Chad was like this looking at Michael Phelps. And the tagline was genius. The tagline was winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. And it's such an incredible wow. analogy for life because the moment you're swimming your race and comparing your life to where you wish you were, that is when you're going to lose. You have to focus on your own goal. The moment you look at what are you doing, how's my life meaningful, me, uh, meaningful in comparison to you? Yeah. How, how many followers are you having compar- in comparison to me? How much many, money are you having in comparison to me? That is when you're going to feel right, but, that sense of suffering because you wish we were somewhere else. But Hanan, for the, for the sake of those people who are also hearing maybe some confusing signals from you here, first of all, looking ahead and, and, Imagining yourself in another place is essentially a goal, and and maybe that's a positive way to look at it. So, in other words, you have to want more um, if you're a, an ambitious person and you wish to achieve some goals. How do you differentiate between that and wishing you were somewhere else because you don't enjoy your current circumstances enough? So, the, the aim is really to chase your own goal, not somebody else's. So the moment I'm chasing somebody that has a different skill set to me, a different temperament, a different personality, that is when I'm going to feel, I'll never feel good enough. The moment I'm chasing my own goal, a better version of myself, chasing goals is very powerful, very important, but chase a better version of yourself as opposed to chase someone else. But the, the key point that I want to raise is you must chase goals. As a matter of fact, we are goal-chasing machines. The moment we stop chasing goals, that is when we become depressed. We have to chase goals. But in the chase, don't wish you were somewhere else. Don't wish you were somewhere else. This is where I'm at, and that's where I want to be, but this is where I'm at. Where I want to be is aligned with what I want to create as opposed to what somebody else created for me. 
Now, I like that because, it, to me, it did sound like a little bit of a contradiction, but I realize now, I mean, obviously, I think many of us understand that to compare yourself with someone else is a terrible idea because you don't know what they're going through. And sometimes you see someone else and you think, wow, they look like they have it all together. They look like they've got a great life. You don't know about the pain and suffering that they've gone through to get there. You don't know about the, the things that they've had to do to achieve their own success or their own emotional state. You don't know what kinds of things are going through their head. And you can never know, even if they sit down and explain it to you, because we're all so different. But I do get that we could, we could compare ourselves to better versions of ourselves. Um, I think for many yeah. people, for many people though, they're, they're at a stage, and perhaps this will take us back to, you know, where where Nikki's question comes in. It's like Oprah or Prince Harry. You know, you see this prince complaining about his life and our oh, shame. Like he's the only person who ever le- lost his mom at a young age, or he's the only person who's ever left a royal family. And you know, it's all so hard for him. And and many of us just struggle to find the ability to be compassionate with someone like that. There are obviously people who do. Um, and, and many of those people are in a much worse state than perhaps Prince Harry is. So can you give us some perspective in terms of the way that we see the world and the way that we acknowledge other people's suffering with compassion rather than empathy? Because the two are very different things. But, you know, like we're saying, well, we look at Oprah and Prince Harry and and they've got everything that they need to be happy. Who said that? Who says that they're happy? I've uh, said earlier that happiness doesn't have to cost money. It could be a sense of purpose. How do you know Prince Harry's living out his purpose? How do you know he's got good friends that are looking after him? How do you know he's chasing his own goals and not somebody else's? How do you know he's waking up with a sense of identity and a carrot that is designed by him? You don't know that. So to say, well, he's got all the resources and therefore he shouldn't be uh, upset, unhappy, guilty, frustrated, shameful, is I think it's a it's a simple way to look at what what constitutes happiness. You know, in society we give so much value and credibility to money. Yeah. The moment people have financial resources, that means they can't complain and because they should be happy. But money is just financial security is not money. Financial yeah. security is not money. I can have a hundred and feel financially secure, and somebody can have a thousand and feel financially insecure. Yeah, so that's true. We've got to actually just, we want to be able to, the financial security is the anchor, not the amount of money. We know many people that have a lot of money in the bank, but are unhappy. Okay, because it's not the money that makes people happy. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's ability to be able to make ends meet and live according to your own lifestyle. And, and, but that you and have to adapt to. Right or wrong. I mean, many people think that money and, and power and fame, the kinds of things that Oprah and Harry have, that those things will solve all their problems. And they really don't. I mean, we have many people in this country, um, you, you know, who think that if, if they just had a couple of million rand, all their problems would go away. And that's not true. That's not true. It's not true. And you look, we live in a, in a society where we value money and money gives you access to many things. But I'm telling you from a psychological point of view, financial security, not the amount of money is what anchors people. But money or financial security is one aspect out of eight that make you happy. What about the sense of purpose? Family, friends, a life partner, your diet, your exercise, your sleep having goals to chase in the morning. And as I said, goals that are aligned with your own personal identity, that money is just one of those aspects out of the whole 
a whole combination that makes people happy. I just want to bring in some of the messages that we're getting here from, from some of the people who are listening now. Carla says, good morning, Dr. Bushkin. It is going to be okay knowing that you'll be on the Gareth Cliff show every Monday. So you're already ah. making people feel good. And then Mika said this, I lived on a wine estate with incredible beauty around me and I was so unhappy and sad, even though I knew I had no reason to feel that way. So the doc is right. And then this is an interesting point from John. John says, I just want to say to Dr. Bushkin, he's absolutely amazing. He saved my life and my marriage. I'm a new listener and viewer to this show. Gareth, you have an awesome show. Love it. So, you know, even what you're saying now is, is probably helping some people to, to get perspective on things because so many of us struggle. We think whatever we're dealing with is the hardest thing any human has ever had to deal with. And it might not be. It might not even be close. And we think that if we just had this or that or we were there or we were that person, we would have none of these problems. Not so. Not at all. I want to tell everybody that's listening that the ingredients to being happy and fulfilled are right here and you have it within you. I know that sounds like so motivational and I, yeah. ooh, that's the one thing that gives me terrible goosebumps. You know, reach for the stars. You know, not everybody can, <laughs> but I'm saying you do have the ingredients to be happy and fulfilled. You can chase your own sense of purpose. And one of the things that we spoke on your show um, a couple of months ago, Gareth, is the real pandemic is the lack of purpose that people are having yeah. or that people are lacking rather. People don't, don't have those goals to chase, don't have those things that wake them up in the morning. How many people can wake up or do wake up in the morning and go, I cannot wait to chase X. Uh, not somebody else's X, mm. my X. Uh, and that's the real pandemic that's happened over the last year and a half. People have lost their sense of purpose. But the point is you have all the ingredients necessary to make your life a success and happy and fulfilled with what you have. People will think it's crazy, but hold on. I don't have X and I don't have Y, whatever that X and Y is. Yeah. That is you comparing your life to somebody that does have it. And how do you know they're happy anyway? Work with what you have and make the most of it. Well, it's always good to have you on, Dr. Hanan. And I know that um, Leanne and Sia have got some questions for you, but we want you to send your questions in if you want to talk to Dr. Hanan, if you want him to address something that you're concerned about. You can mail us on gareth at cliffcentral.com, and we will send it straight to him, and we can deal with this again next Monday. But it's always good to have you on, and it's great to have a little bit of your time. I know how busy you are. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected everybody. Recent surveys have shown that depression, anxiety, and suicides have increased the world over since the COVID pandemic began. This disruption to daily routines and to the economy have impacted many people's lives in ways that will live way beyond the lockdowns. And that's especially relevant uh, when you consider that the, the president came on last night and he's changed the rules again. For many people, this disruption is an ongoing thing and we've got to learn to deal with it because you're not going to be able to escape it. That's part of the reason we want Dr. Hanan on as often as we can get him on. And every Monday he will be here to make sure that we know it's going to be okay. Thanks, Dr. Hanan. Nice to see you. Thanks, guys. Nice Very to good. see you guys. Awesome stuff. So there we go. You can be a part of this and you can email us. So tell us what your particular interest, what your particular problem uh, might be, what you want an answer to, what you'd like some explanation for. And remember, you can be anonymous if you want to. Um, we've had one or two people who've said they'd rather be anonymous. They don't want people to know that it's them because there might be someone listening who knows them. That's absolutely fine, too. You can tell us about it on uh, Gareth at CliffCentral.com. I'll make sure it gets to Hanan. All right. Very good. What do you think of that? Mm. Interesting point of view. Yeah, really interesting. And 
Um, You know, talking, it it all started, um, the whole conversation started with, if you have money, you probably shouldn't have unhappiness or problems. Yeah. And to, you know, that's, that is very true, but I think there is a level where if you have absolutely nothing and you're in survival mode Mm. and you can't, you, you can't have a meal, um, that's when it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's when everything crumbles and you're not even interested in your mental health at that, at that stage, you're just fighting for the next thing. And I think, um, during, during COVID, one of the biggest things that people have had to deal with is the loss of money and the loss of income. Yeah. Um, and that's, what's driven a lot of, you know, suicide is that you just don't know how to adapt to that when Mm. you've, when you've always had money. No, that's Um, true. So yeah, there's a, there's a a certain level that you need to get to of if it's a hundred rand or a thousand rand. You, you kind of need to get to that level first before you can address mental health, um, physical health, all of that. Well, Amir says, Dr. Hanan, you make so much sense. Um, Derek says, I was told, I was taught rather, that there's always someone worse off than you. And that's absolutely true. And then Corona's Boring says, look at Jay-Z, more money, more problems. Yep. So if I'd, if I'd heard from Dr. Hanan before I had my temper tantrum about Prince Harry and Oprah's mewling on television, I might have had a different view um, because I think he makes, yeah. he makes a good point. Like, how the hell does it affect me? Not at all. And is it possible that they can be miserable and rich? Yes. And is it possible that they can be very happy and poor? Yes. That's exactly right. So some, some serious perspective from Dr. Hanan. Mm.